Hello there, and welcome to this week's edition of Objective Health. My name's Elliot, I'm your host today. I'm joined in the virtual studio with Doug and Tiff. Hello. We also have Damien in the background on the ones and twos, helping Hello. us out. Yep. And, uh, and so what we're going to be talking about today is some interesting statistics which have come over which have come out over, say, the past four weeks. Uh, and this is specifically relating to vaccine uptake. So as everyone knows, if they've been following any of the news related to COVID, well, it's, it's practically impossible to, to miss the news <laughs> related to COVID. But, um, but you'll probably be familiar with the fact that they, uh, over the past couple of months, especially um, you know, during the start and early 2021, um, many countries, particularly in the US, the UK, were being applauded for their speedy vaccine um, distribution efforts. So there were kind of um, very high rates of vaccination in the initial stages. And you had many of the pundits who were saying that, that was a very good thing because that would basically be more reflective of the, the, um, the wider population and that many people or they would go on to become kind of fully uh, vaccinated, what they're aiming for, 70% of the total population in all of the states, um, you know, in, in within a short period of time. However, what we've seen over the past four weeks or so is that the vaccination rates are starting to decrease. Interestingly, uh, there's an article uh, published on site. It was uh, originally published by Bloomberg Law, and it's titled Unused COVID Vaccines Piling Up Across the US as Those Rejecting Offer um, Increase. So basically, people who are rejecting the vaccination, uh, the numbers are increasing slowly but steadily. So um, in the start of that article, it talks about how the recent data indicate as, as many as one in three doses are being unused in some uh, states. Appointment for shots often go untaken with fewer people signing up. And so this is in kind of stark contrast to the initial phases where we had many of the people who were um, very excited to get the vaccine, uh, sign up their name and get it as soon as possible. What we're now starting to see, and I mean, this was this public, this article was published over a month ago, so we are slightly late to this party. Mm. And I would imagine that um, over the next couple of weeks, we should see some more data in this regard. But uh, but it would seem as though the enthusiasm for vaccines overall was not as anticipated, um, and that there may actually be a lot more people um, who are not kind of happy to to take an experimental drug. Um, or take an experimental vaccine uh, without there being more safety data. What do you think, of, uh, guys? Yeah, um, it seems like at the beginning, it was like they were having to fight off the crowds. They were like, you know, opening... Or so they said. Well, so they said. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the reports were that, you know, they had, they had uh, opened up like stadiums and things like that mm -hmm. to actually be able to deal with these crowds of people who were showing up. People had to make appointments. They were very strict about it, saying you can't come early for your appointment. You had, don't even get in line if you're not in, if you don't have an appointment. Blah 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 blah. And <clears throat> it seems like there was like this initial, um, you know, basically the people who are terrified, right? The people who are yeah. out there who are absolutely shitting their pants over this whole thing, who were busting down the doors to get the vaccine. 
Um, mm-hmm. And now it's like all those people are kind of taken care of. And it's like everybody else is like, uh, you know, I don't actually want this vaccine. So, no, you can you can have mine. I'm good. And that's happening more and more. Or even people who are just kind of like indifferent, you know, people who are like, mm-hmm. well, you know, whatever. I don't really need it that bad. So so now they're seeing this this huge drop in the number of people who are, are actually looking for a vaccine. And as a result, they have vaccines that are spoiling, that are going off because uh, <laughs> they have to be, because they have a really short expiry date. Do they not, especially the mRNA ones? I think once you open one, you have to use it within 12 hours. 12 hours, right. Yeah. Yeah. I so, think also at the beginning, with the crush of everybody who was scared, pantsless, and really wanted the vaccine, you had also the captives, like all the nursing home people. Yeah. Uh, you know, people in institutions or group homes that they pretty much didn't have a say. Yeah, pretty much didn't have a say. That's the nice way of putting it. Right. So, uh, yeah, you got all those people. I hate to use words out of the way, but um, and then the rest of the people, I guess. And this is not something that you read about a lot in the mainstream news when you're hearing about you know, the supply or the pe- the demand dropping for it. They are rare to discuss like all the reports of all the really bad side effects and deaths and people's own experiences after having had the first va- or first vaccination themselves mm-hmm. and how horrible they felt and not going back for the second vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> but that's rarely discussed. There's all of these, you know, they're kind of jumping through hoops or trying to figure out oh, what could be the, be the real problem. What, yeah. What really is it? Like, what can we do? Yeah. And they don't consider that people were just turned off by this crap. Yeah. Or like, yeah, the other thing is too, like, even if the news isn't covering it, you figure, I mean, we don't really know what the rate of adverse reactions is. Yeah. Um, It's hard to tell because it's not reported, but you figure like, you know, one, you know, a few bad reactions in every community. It's like word gets around. People are going to know that kind of thing. And yeah, some people are going to be like, well, it wasn't from the vaccination or well, they were a one in a million kind of shot. But still, like people who were like a little bit more on the fence about it are going to hear about this kind of stuff. And they're going to be like, you know what? (laughs) I don't actually want to get that vaccine. Thanks very much. But um, yeah, so I'm sure like even just word of mouth is is enough to kind of turn some people off. Well, I also think that people, even if they don't consider themselves anti-vax, they have legitimate concerns that the vaccine totally. was rolled out so quick and they want to wait. Let's see, you know, a bunch of people that I know took it and see if they're fine or not, and then I'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a sensible yeah, a sensible way to look at it. You know, even if but you're even not. That's not, <laughs> that's not, that's frowned upon nowadays, too. Yeah, no, totally. It's if you take that perspective, you don't believe the science. Everybody knows that not believing the science is uh, the worst sin you can possibly uh, possibly have, possibly do. Yeah, um, it's really interesting because looking at the disparity or looking at the different different rates uh, of vaccination between different states. Um, there seems to be somewhat of a correlation between the political um, aff- affiliation uh, mm-hmm. in in that s- state or the political kind of overall collective political view. So it seems as though the the states which are predominantly more conservative 
are demonstrating much less willingness to um to get the vaccine um less um kind of in 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 sorry in contrast with the with the more liberal left kind of leaning state um in this article it talks about the differences between the different states and how they try to um combat this issue and how they try to um protect the vaccines that are basically going out of date and and it says that uh, it's talking about um one city Charlottesville a mostly democratic area uh, vaccine appointments are, are tough to snag even with two mass clinics right in town because people are so hungry to get the vaccine on the other hand 70 miles south which is uh, dominated by uh, conservatives essentially uh, it's 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 uh, it's it's really difficult to kind of make sure that it's really difficult to fill up the appointments. Basically, people don't want the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said this disparity has led to in-state vaccine tourism, where <laughs> residents of Northern Virginia flock south to snap up shots that would otherwise go unused. So you're getting people um, traveling in-state and potentially even out of state as well uh, to get vaccines in places where the up- up- uptake is not as high as was originally anticipated. Yeah. And of course, they blame Trump. Right. Yes. Like, like mm-hmm. probably half the articles that we read regarding um, this issue blame Trump, um, which to me is nonsense. I mean, yeah, at first he was kind of skeptical of it and whatever, but by the end of it, he was telling everybody to get vaccines. So if people really were like, you know, on the edge of their seat waiting for what Trump for Trump to tell them what to do, um, I think that they would probably be getting vaccinated. Um I think it's I think that part of it is probably like, yeah, I mean, you know, conservatives do tend to be more libertarian in their mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, They're a little bit more free thinking. You know, maybe this is showing my own bias here, but I think it's also because the news is all like there's a huge liberal bias in the news, right? Like it's all liberal all the time. They're just plugging the liberal agenda constantly. And conservatives don't watch that news. But similarly, the news is also the one that is terrifying people and telling them that they need to get a vaccine. So I wonder if there's actually a correlation there. Like the reason that you see some of these red states, um, more hesitancy in those states is just because they aren't getting the same constant flow of propaganda into their ears and eyes, you know? I think another huge angle that the media are playing here is the whole racial divide that they're really, really mm-hmm. trying to stoke in the United States. And especially like the over the last at least couple years or so, the demonization of conservative Christian mm-hmm. heterosexual white males. So they're going to be seen as the new super spreaders because they're so vaccine hesitant. I don't see anything good coming from this uh, as far as the media's dividing people, especially along political lines or even along racial lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say that there's a lot of uh, vaccine hesitancy amongst minority communities, but when they talk about it amongst uh, conservatives or white males, is always this disdain. I don't know, just the way they frame it. Yes. Yeah, 
like it's much more shameful yeah for these conservative white men not to want to be vaccinated than the poor victimized black people tuskegee etc yeah well i mean it fits in with the whole identity politics spin, right, right right like you know well you know black people you know they have a right to not want to have to be vaccinated because it's white culture and you know we're mm-hmm. just inflicting white culture onto um these minorities and so you know it it's just one of those things where you, you just see these like this uncomfortableness in that white liberal mindset mm-hmm. where it's like well Let's still we, get the vaccine though we don't we want to tell to the really black gentle. people what to do we don't want yeah. to actually tell them what to do so it's like, you but know, yeah, they're it. hesitating, they're hesitating, but that that's okay. We'll just try to educate them a bit more. Whereas mm-hmm. the white males, oh, those guys are scum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the flavor that I picked up on. <laughs> yeah. A, a more more recent article looking at some of the statistics, um, it was, uh, it's demonstrating that mm-hmm. over the last two weeks or, well, no, the, the last two weeks from when was this article published? 2nd of May. So from the 2nd of May, so late April, um, they were saying that daily vaccination rates had gone from 3.2 million, sorry, yeah, 3.2 million daily vaccine administrations to 2.5 million. Uh, at the time of this article, experts were, were expecting that, uh, that this would continue to decline. I haven't seen anything uh, more recent than this, but I mean, it would really make sense why in the first four months or so um, they had seen such a, a, a rapid kind of uptake because I think probably half half of those were unknowingly stuck into uh, care home residents and other kind of vulnerable individuals who didn't really have much of a say and they make up quite a significant portion of the population like anyway so it was like that's a guarantee that's a given they were always going to be vaccinated and it was just a matter of time uh kind of a matter of matter of how fast they could get the jabs into their arms Mm -hmm. that's what that was about so we can't say that that reflects the overall sentiment of the population in any any degree whatever we can immediately write off a significant percentage um which is basically being false, false vaccination, right? Um, next, we have, I mean, one of the, I think it's a statistician. Uh, he made the uh, comment, he said, um, what did he say? He said, we knew that when folks became eligible for vaccine, uh, sorry, we knew that when folks became eligible for the vaccine-ready folks or eager, uh, they would come out right away. Uh, so essentially, talking about the people who were who were terribly scared of coronavirus, were enthusiastic about getting vaccines, and they were going to show up immediately, probably the type of person who would wait in a line for 24 hours to get the vaccine, right? So there was a lot of those already. Um, but as this uh, this individual says, reaching the final percentage of herd immunity, which is 70%, is going to be dependent on outreach and addressing any vaccine hesitancy. So they're they're focusing it primarily on vaccine hesitancy at this point, but the entire article is actually looking at how the mass vaccination operations that they were doing, so these massive centers where they were vaccinating Mm -hmm. like thousands of people every single day, um, they're 
the title is specifically said how to shrink operations. So they're looking at how uh, these mass vaccination centers are no longer as effective as they originally were. The amount of people who are enthusiastic and actively seeking out vaccination has dropped like significantly. And so the only way to address the ongoing issues about vaccine um kind of uptake is going to be through outreach programs and what this means is making it much easier for people to have vaccinations making it um providing incentives you know providing bribes kind of thing uh offering goodies for people who get vaccinated and as we'll talk about in the next next week's show that's exactly what they've been doing um so it seems as though uh, I wonder whether the statistics that they show, I mean, last time I checked in the US, it was around 53% or 57% um, who had received at least one dose of the vaccine. Mm. The question is now, how much of the 45% or 40% or however much that is of 18 to 59-year-olds or 18 to 60-year-olds who are kind of adults who can make their own decisions, how many of those people will actually choose to get this experimental vaccine? You know, will it drop right off? Will they need to resort to more incentives? Will they need to start enforcing this in the future Mm. to um, try to achieve that 70% rate? Because at the moment, they're saying that there is not uh, with the way things are going, they're not likely to reach the, the, the vaccination rate that they had originally planned. Yeah. Well, whenever I hear the word outreach along with COVID vaccination, it makes me a little nervous because I'm thinking, what outreach are you talking about? Already in some of these articles that we've read, they were talking about uh, perhaps door to door. Yeah. Yeah. Go That's door freaky. to door having vaccine vans. Like, can you imagine if you're out on your morning walk and a vaccine van pulls up next to you? <laughs> the side door opens up and you get <laughs> snatched <laughs> off the street. I know it is just bizarre to me and I don't know what my reaction would be if somebody showed up my door and offered me a vaccine. <laughs> I bet they're going to be met with a lot of I like of, to uh, think that guns. I'd be able to contain myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think they're going to be met with a lot of uh well depending on where they are might end up with a, a few angry yeah. Guns in the face, kind of, uh, kind yeah. of reactions. But yeah, the whole thing. I mean, they, that that article you were talking about, Elliot, that was um, from the Guardian. Um, they were talking about the 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 ways in which they're having to shrink operations. That they're shutting down these massive um, stadiums and community centers and whatever else they had going on to put them into small things like little pop up units that are going to show up. So you'll probably start seeing them like everywhere. You know, like mm-hmm. just on your street corner or out front of your work, you know, like your job or something like that. They might, you know, restaurants will sponsor them or something like that. And, you know, come and get your jab and then have uh, have dinner here. You know, things like that. Yeah. They'll show up at the beach or like wherever. So Or you're at the school. Yeah. When oh, you absolutely. go pick up your kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be all over the schools. They also mentioned that I'm actually I'm not sure if it was in this article or a different one, but uh, they mentioned that they anticipate that most at some point anyway, most of the shots are actually just going to be done in doctor's office when somebody goes for an unrelated problem. They'll be like, have you had your covid vaccine? No. Oh, well, let me go get one for you. I wonder if that means that they're going to start treating the vaccine like you're 
typical flu shots where if you do go to the doctor's office, they'll offer it to you. Or if you go to the health department for some reason, they'll offer you some vaccine. Mm -hmm. um, one can only hope that it fades into obscurity or at least as obscure and, you know, not such a big deal like the flu vaccine is every year. But I don't I think that might be wishful thinking at this point. Yeah, there's too there's too much for the lot to rided on this. Yeah, totally. A lot rided on it, and a lot there there there's a lot of uh, benefits, profits, you know, those mm -hmm. sorts of things. Like, how are they going to roll out the Great Reset if people start not worrying about COVID anymore? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're introducing subtle hints. Well, they're not even so subtly uh, <laughs> making hints that they're outright saying that it's. Uh, in, in this particular article, the one from The Guardian, it's quoting some of the uh, scientists who are, who are uh, looking at the statistics and public health officials and things. It's talking about the disturbing, um, the disturbingly low statistics among uh, people who are aged 40, uh, 18 to 49 years old. So it's, uh, they say that there's only 9 to 12% of people who are fully, va fully vaccinated uh, among that age group and it's going to be particularly difficult to convince them to to get the vaccines uh, there's various reasons for that one of those is talking specifically about the republicans so it, it's saying that uh it's saying we've got to rip the anti-science out of the republican party we have to help our conservative brothers and sisters uh, he says, reaching those young Republicans and conservative groups becomes a priority because it's the difference, difference between normalcy or something less. He said, is, uh, the lack of vaccine uptake is not going to be homogeneously distributed. That means COVID-19 becomes a red state disease. There we go. So who can we who can we blame for this, right? Who can we blame? Well, they blame. They say the politicization of the pandemic and dismissal of science on the right, especially by Donald Trump, has led many influential conservative pundits to question COVID nineteen public health measures. Basically, what they're doing is they are politicizing exactly this right here and there, <laughs> and they are subtly or not so subtly suggesting that the um, continuation of COVID and the lockdowns by uh, by default is a conservative problem. As in, the conservatives are responsible for this, right? Yeah. Um, they even went so far as to say that it's it's the it's the working aged uh, population who are um who are fueling this this the resurgence of this epidemic yeah. right so i mean th what they're doing is they're shifting the blame right and all of the readers by reading this you know people generally do not want to be locked down right they don't they don't want to be locked down they prefer to have their freedom or for the most part um and they kind of just want to go back to normal life right so what they're doing there is they are really um deflecting right they're deflecting uh away from anyone else and, and 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 directing it towards conservatives and you see that this is just stoking that divide not only is it the the racial divide that tiff was uh, uh, speaking about earlier but it's the political divide mm -hmm. they are um yeah they're, they're stoking the fire so to speak and you can imagine that um the li liberal 
um, COVID enthusiasts who are reading this are probably uh, very unhappy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just so funny that they're like, oh, the politicization of the the whatever, the pandemic is so terrible, and it's the right-winger's fault. It's just like... <laughs> it, uh, it, the demon is continues. Yeah. And so rip- I wonder how this is going to play out because already there are talks about having mass mandates lifted completely by Joe Biden. But of course, it'll be up to businesses, et cetera, to enforce whether they want their patrons to wear a mask or not if they come in to their facilities. But you wonder, like, is this whole mass thing going to go in reverse? Like, are the people <laughs> who are not vaccinated going to be free to go maskless and the other people be forced to wear a mask as like a mask of shame for their shameful unvaccinated status? I mean, that could they could easily flip the tables like that uh, just as a possibility or speculation. But it would be interesting to see how this all plays out. I saw I saw a tweet the other day from Joe Biden, and I didn't directly go onto the Twitter account, but I'm I don't think it was a fake anyway. I think that he yeah. tweeted like a couple of days ago. He said, um, "You know, here is your choice, the American yeah. people. Yeah, this you can is either choose. Yeah, this is the new rule. Yeah. You get the vaccine and don't have to wear a mask, or you have to wear a mask. It's your choice." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw Glenn Greenwald replied to that and said, this is not actually a rule. <laughs> because, because it's not. He just said that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I but mean... But even still... Realistically, it could go gonna, towards that. Yeah. There's going to be people who want to remain masked anyway because they're that afraid. Yeah. <laughs> We talked about that on our last show, actually. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous, as if anyone has the right to tell you you have to do that anyway. I can't believe we have to have this conversation and that this is actually a thing right now. Well, come on, (laughs) Tiff. I guess it is, and we have to talk about it. (laughs) There's seatbelt laws, so why shouldn't there be these other laws? I mean, come on. (laughs) Come on, Tiff. Use your head. Logic, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, it's almost like we've had. This is like the first show we've done in a while that was is actually like a little bit positive. Do I hesitate to say that? Like, sort of. I think it is. I think it's partially because, at least, I am just so coveted out. There's nothing really I can say. There's nothing I can do really except laugh about it because some of this stuff is just ridiculous clown world antics that you i can't believe that this is happening i still can't (laughs) yeah i agree yeah indeed uh i think i think it could be positive i guess it could go either way right because we i i I don't think that they're going to give up quite this easily right of course and they they've got a couple of different tricks up their sleeve although they're not trips tricks i think that we could probably anticipate what they're going to be introducing <laughs> in the future but <laughs> but indeed they, they've got a couple of strategies that they have not yet 
attempted um uh-huh. and although they're trying to kind of incentivize it and as we're going to look at next week is they are trying to provide gifts and goodies to people to improve uptake you know when push comes to shove and people do not necessarily respond the way that they want them to respond then uh then it's entirely possible that they might take it one step further and start introducing major restrictions uh you know kind of uh you 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 get a rough idea of where that could go now whether that would be legal lawful or illegal or unlawful uh i don't know if it necessarily matters right uh maybe it matters in the us but i think in other countries um there'd be there would be many that would be more than willing to introduce co- those kinds of restrictions um and so time will tell i mean it could be the case that um that so many people do decline it or that the uptake is 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 not effective that by sheer numbers um there's no possible way that they would be able to enforce it i think the the worst case scenario at the moment is that the uptake does reach 70 or 80 percent or something like that and if it does um i think it could go really uh i think it could go really badly for people who aren't get, aren't vaccinated because not only have you got the pressure coming up from top from local um federal health uh kind of uh, you know guidelines but also government and also peer pressure Mm-hmm. You know, there, there yeah. will be so many different avenues by which someone is going to be kind of pushed into getting this vaccine. I think our best uh, or the, the best possible scenario that could take place at the moment uh, is is if, you know, the maximum is kind of 60 percent vaccination, because then you've got roughly a two one to one divide. If you look at the average working population, when you take out the individuals in care homes and things, you've probably got one to one vaccinated and unvaccinated mm-hmm. now there's some catch- countries that have already surpassed that but in the u.s they're ho- hovering around that kind of level at the moment so it could go either way although i I'll, will be honest i i don't have many high expectations yeah well i do think that they've made a lot of gains and what they've accomplished so far and they have to be careful not to uh go for the i think they're going for the gusto already but not to make it so blatantly obvious what their evil intentions are because mm. i think a lot of people are still snowed by this whole thing and they haven't been able to see even with everything that's happened and all the contradictions and the you know ping pong in between this rule and that rule and this study and that mm-hmm. study i think that eventually they are going to overstep and do something so incredibly outrageous and beyond the pale that the average uh, sheeple kind of snaps out of it and says, hey, wait, what's happening here? And then after that, it's anybody's guess as to what will happen. Yeah. Once the average person wakes up, because I still think a lot of people are falling for A lot of people are not, though, I think which is that's... refreshing going too far in the optimism direction <laughs> i don't well, see... i'm not saying it's not going to be pretty that's for sure <laughs> yeah no i'm just but... thinking that the the idea that um that that the people who are kind of the covid true believers will somehow wake up i have no oh, no hopes for that, that whatsoever maybe stay the, on the, fences. To the very bitter end 
Mm. You're talking about the on the fences, Tiff. No, not the on the. Yeah, the on the fences, perhaps like the ones who maybe think something's weird going on. But there are people who just they're brain dead. I hate to use those words, but Mm -hmm. that's pretty much what's happening. But I think moreover, the there's going to be something huge that's going to happen that will totally show their hand as if any of this wasn't enough already. (laughs) Yeah, for some people, it's not enough. (laughs) Apparently not. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So only time will tell, and uh, reality just keeps giving, doesn't it? it just keeps giving. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there'll be a you can you can be sure that we'll be making shows about this kind of thing in the future, as we have done for more than a year now, um, <laughs> and and continue kind of trying to keep track of what's going on and make sense of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, anything. Any thoughts anyone else wants to share or should we wrap up this week? Yeah, I think we can wrap it up. I mean, yeah. it's no surprise why people don't want this crap in them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. So, yeah, I mean, in summary, that's that's basically it. It's no surprise why there's so many people who are hesitant. Uh, it's no surprise why there's, so, why there's so many people who've not been enthusiastic, have not jumped at the chance of getting the vaccine immediately. Um, I guess what we w- will now look to see is, is, is whether they can be pushed, you know, mm-hmm. whether they can be grinded down, ground down, you know, and, and, and be convinced in some way, whether it's through goodies or fear or whatever kind of propaganda, um, the human spirit is is on is on uh it's on trial right it's on trial and there's a thin line but uh it could go either way so yeah let's hold hold in there you know strap up your seatbelt and watch the show i guess (laughs) (laughs) okay well guys if that was everything then uh thanks to my co-hosts doug and tiff um thanks to damien for keeping it real and um and make sure to tune in for next week's show uh you can like and subscribe to our page and um and yeah we'll see you next week bye everybody see ya bye.